We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Friday, the fourth day of November, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and the fan favorite, somewhere between iconic and psychotic, Lord Marty Foster. Lord Foster, it's good to see you. How are you this week? Um, moist. I know a lot of people don't like that word moist, um, but it's the only way to describe um, the weather at the moment. It's very moist. Yeah, I'll say moist one more time, then I promise not to use it again for the rest of the evening. It's the same here. It's very damp and cold, and it, it's like it went from sunshine and nice high-pressure systems moving through, and now it's just cold and dreary and raining, and yeah, it's just it's not very nice. Well, I've had the, the log burner uh, on most of the day. We have We still haven't turned the actual heating on, and I'm reluctant to heat man cave. Um, so I'm sat here in a quilted coat. I've got a shamag around my neck uh, and an extra pair of socks on. So, um, yeah, and it's I can hear the rain. Hopefully you and the listeners can't. It's, it's pretty miserable. Yeah, well, that's that's it. We had a, a, a long, hot summer followed by a, a very wet, damp autumn. So it all kind of balances out in the end, doesn't it? Certainly does. It certainly does. Uh, and we will talk more about that here in just a moment. Bruce, how are you today? Um, healthy and alive. We have a little bit. It's not. It's not moist here, but we, we do have uh, quite a bit of uh, wind and cloud cover. Uh, we are supposed to get some moisture tonight, though, uh, and tomorrow. So uh, hopefully, uh, we're we're still the same. Basically, we're in a drought, and it's the same as it was back when the Dust Bowl happened. Um, so. But the the same time when the Dust Bowl happened, we had a, a strong winter, and we're supposed to have one this year as well. So we'll see how it goes. Does that mean that you're going to pack up and move to California? Yeah, yeah, no, not not anytime soon. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, Dust Bowl, Oki, California. I mean, that's where the migration happened. It it, it did, but uh, uh, not not today. Not not with the way California currently no, swings. We were we were reviewing some uh, footage of what happens in the streets of los angeles and what happens have you been um, yeah no, no have you been practicing your your endurance dance game because uh, <laughs> i know that 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 was a way in which uh people were encouraged to um entertain themselves and make some money the last couple standing won the prize i've, I've seen uh i've seen old black and white footage of those uh endurance dances i wonder if that's the, that's what we should all be doing you know getting ready uh for whatever crumbs uh our elected officials will throw us you know i i've been doing uh, a lot of endurance training recently and it's uh yeah it's it's quite painful i did some today actually and i was in so much how do i put this my, my muscles that i don't normally use that i worked out today were in so much fatigue that i actually was in somewhat of physical pain it was to that point i pushed myself right to the edge today and i um yeah i was in pain for a little while uh and i'm still still kind of slow going but yeah you know it's it's, it's good to do it's that a though. good feeling though it's a yeah, good yeah, feeling yeah. isn't it when you know when you know you've wor worked out like that i mean when i go to the gym i like to use every machine um the other day i had a kit kat a bag of crisps a hot chocolate Supposed to be the machines we're talking machine. about. Yeah, it's supposed to be oh, the other sorry. like the workout right. machines, Marty, not the vending machines. See, if people don't tell me these things, then I, I just don't know. My gym doesn't have vending machines. They have a whole cafe, but they don't have vending machines. Well, that means you've got to engage and talk to people. How, how did that no, work? No, no. Oh, I, oh, actually, no. You, I don't. You weren't allowed to do. go during. Couldn't COVID. go. Right. No, but see, yeah. you would like the place that I go to because they have beer, and I'm sure that that's probably where you would just sit. They have beer and football on the on the TV there. 
in the cafe. Well, I'm I'm all right with the beer, but I'd rather it was rugby than football. But well, I'm sure again, if you ask nicely, in, they have Sky Sports. I, I very package, much so doubt it. I, I don't sure know how to say. Can we turn this onto the rugby, please, in German? Just go over there and, and change I'll it just yourself. Just shout loudly they, in English, can't I? Yeah, well, that's, that's right. That's right. That's what they expect people from the English <laughs> block to do anyway. So just um, yeah. no, you can go over and pick up the uh, the channel changer, and you can do it yourself. They allow people to do that. So anyway, what do you want to discuss today? Well, I haven't got my notepad, um, but I've been hypothesizing uh, recently, the last week or so, just wondering why the political the political game is still being played. Why? News and media outlets are still talking about one party or another party and why they're even bothering to go through the motions within Parliament here in the UK. And and I think I've got an idea as to why it is. Uh, And we've said recently, or I have said recently, that any political discussion at the moment is a waste of time because whoever is in charge, is going to be just doing the bidding of Davos, is just going to be doing whatever the globalist elite want them to do. And it doesn't matter what party they're from. So there's no point in having a political discussion, but we're seeing it all the time. It's almost like they've actually amplified and ramped it up a bit more. Uh, And I think that's because these players, people like Keir Starmer, in the past, Tony Blair, Boris Johnson, Sunak, all of these names that are in the front of uh, of the papers and in charge of political parties, they are being bribed or blackmailed by Davos, by the, the, the globalist elite to follow the agenda. However, they've got a certain level of autonomy in which they can gain or lose power within their own sphere of influence, so within their own country. And it's been bugging me that particularly with this migrant crisis uh, that we have with, you know, a thousand people a day coming ashore in small boats, most of which at the moment are from Albania, which isn't at war. Uh, so they're not asylum seekers. They, they are basically being trafficked by criminal gangs into the UK for mal purposes. You've got all this stuff going on and you've got people saying, oh, the government are incompetent. No, they're not incompetent. It's deliberate. Their lack of action is absolutely 100% deliberate. And and they're far from incompetent because they've managed to convince you that they're actually going to do something about it when they're not. So that's been bothering me and it's been bothering me as to why the political game is still being played out. And it's being played out because they're kind of given a free reign. It's like... um you know, when the mob boss has two capos, he wants to see which one gives the biggest return on 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 his investment. So he'll set them up in competition with each other, and and that's all that's happening. But they're doing it with our lives, our tax money, the policies that affect us, and we really need to start calling them out for it. But of course, whilst the media, um, the mainstream media, is so biased and and so bought and paid for. Those kind of things are just not going to hit hit the news. Not only are they not going to hit the news, it's not going to gain any traction because all the parties have a stranglehold on power and they're not going to allow anyone from the outside of that little bubble that they've created for themselves in. Even if you have uh, a rival party such as like what uh, Nigel Farage tried to do, I think UKIP had potential, to be fair. I know it's still a party, but it's now fractured and it's not what it used to be and people have gone their own separate ways. Key people in that party, such as like Farage himself. I mean, he was the figurehead. He was the one that that started it. And then, of course, you had other guys like Godfrey Bloom, Daniel Heenan, these types of guys. And everyone is is kind of like fractured and, and off doing their own thing. So there's no united group that people can get behind. There's no one single idea that people can get behind. And even so, like you're going to need something like that in order to overwhelm this power monopoly that all these corrupt people have within the system itself already. It doesn't matter if you vote for a labor candidate, you're actually going to get worse than what you've got now. It doesn't matter if you vote for a conservative candidate, because, I mean, you can see the uh, the results of what they've they've done. You can't vote for a liberal, a liberal Democrat in the UK because they're just as bad. You can't vote for, I think, uh, Green Party is the other one you guys have or, or something. Um, there's, yeah, a, there's a fourth yeah, one. 
And the, the S&P, you might as well forget it with that one. So th there's not really a, a clear choice here. It's just like in the States when we have Republicans and Democrats. You're not getting any choice. They own both criminals. There, there's nothing that you can do. I, I feel your pain because everybody in the UK now, at least if you look at the polls that are being pushed, it's... Oh, labor shows a, a clear majority if they have if, if a general election is called. Well, why would you swing further to the left than what you've already been? You've been operating in a left wing government for the last uh, what, what year are we in now? For the last three years under the so-called conservatives, they're not conserving anything, in my humble opinion. I don't mean to speak out of turn here, but you're not, um, you're not speaking out of turn at all. They have been using, particularly the last two and a half years, They've been seeing just how much uh, of a taste of communism the British population would put up with, with the lockdowns, with the instruction, with the you know the the COVID restrictions, with the um, vaccine mandates, um, all of those really restrictive uh, and and freedom well cancelling things that they've imposed on us. You'd expect that to come from something like the the Chinese Communist Party, but you wouldn't expect it from the Conservative Party. However, that's what we've experienced. So, what does that tell us? Um, we're going. I'll go slightly off topic for a second. Uh, I watched something on GB News. They had a, a leading British oncologist uh, on, Doctor Dalgleish, talking to one of the the GB News presenters, and they were talking about. Um, excess deaths and how these excess deaths are coming about. Now, the oncologist doctor who, who spoke out about this from the very start and said lockdowns won't work and they're a stupid idea and let's not do it. The figures that he had said suggest that lockdown possibly saved 200 lives, a whole 200 lives, um, which in the scale of things, is not very many. Of course, if it's one of those one of those people were near and dear to you, of course you'll be jolly glad that the lockdown saved them. But they failed to state in the whole news piece that the age group that the excess deaths are highest in is 19 to 35, and they did state that it was cardiac-related in most cases but they fell short of saying what the actual cause was. The cause being the bloody snake oil poison that everyone has been forced to take. And, and yes, it was a choice for most people, but it was, a, it was Hobson's choice. It was do it or be considered to be an idiot and uh, uh, irresponsible and, and those kind of things. So, yes, we have been under the influence of Marxist control for about three years. It's just that people haven't realised it because it's coming in, in the guise of a conservative government. And the media are still make, making the points. They're asking the questions, but they're not going far enough because if they weren't asking the questions, if they weren't appearing to be criticising, more people would become suspicious. But because they don't go quite far enough, that suspicion doesn't get properly directed where it should be. So the media is part of the political game. But what's happening in the Houses of Parliament here in the UK is just uh, vying for power um, for that outcome after the general election. So it's, it's, it's like they're all going to make money. They're all going to still be MPs but they're not going to be in government and somebody else gets to be prime minister. Not that we haven't had enough of those just recently, again, for the big pension. And and it's all about payoff and that they're being paid off by the Davos group, by the globalist elite. I made you several did. points there that, that need to be unpicked, perhaps. So I apologize for that. But it, it is this is what's so confusing that everything is is happening at once and it is all connected. No, it's designed to confuse you, and it's designed to confuse you to keep you off balance. So you just throw your hands up and say, "You know what? Just do whatever you want," because I'm I'm tired of dealing with it. I'm tired of being concerned about it. You people are are doing whatever it is you're doing, so just do whatever. And and I'm going to go back to my football. That's what people think. You did say a lot there, um, and I I don't want to drift down into the COVID thing, but I do have quite a bit on that, and I've got something extra juicy out of 
or moist, I guess. <laughs> you said moist. I said I'm not juice. using that word again. You're not using you that word again. You guys can use it all okay. you like, but tonight I got I won't something use that really sweet. Yeah, I got something really sweet out of the UK on COVID, and we, I guess we can talk about that here in a minute. But no, I, I hear you on on this uh, th- this idea about how they're all paid off with each other. It's the same again in the states. It, it's exactly the same. They're all like it's. How do I put this? What we see on television, the arguing of the party politics and this and that. If you actually spend a day on the Hill and you're meeting with congressmen and senators and things like that on whatever, you can actually take lunch with them and their staff. And if you go to the cafeteria on Capitol Hill, they're all having lunch with each other like it's no big deal. It's a game. It It is. is a game. It's to, it's to like them. it's like that fake wrestling that you see on TV, you know, that WWE, that world wrestling stuff, you know, or WWF, whatever. It's like that in front of the cameras. They all hate each other. And it's a it's a big fight. And they go out there and they they bash each other's uh, over the head with like chairs and, and tables and everything else. But when the cameras are off, they're going to dinner together. They're hanging out. They're having drinks. And, and that's how it is. That, that's what it is. Think, it's, it's the same. I think secretly the world of entertainment has been trying to tip us off to things for quite some time. You've now got these things called roast battles. I don't know if you've seen any of those. Oh, the um, roast comedy the, show things where it's like yeah, somebody's yeah, birthday where, or where something. Yeah, yeah, comedians yeah. will absolutely go to town on each other with insults and quips and jokes at the other's expense. I typically and, don't watch that unless it's Ricky Gervais at the podium. He's pretty good about that. He, yeah, uh, he's turned it into an art form. But uh, the guy we mentioned the other day with the art program, Jimmy Carr, he and Catherine Ryan, the Canadian woman, they host a show on which these comedians do this. And that's all that happens at, at the um, across the wall sack in, in Parliament is a roast competition. It, it, it's not. Right, here's a good political idea. Let's talk about this for a while. It's you're useless, you're incompetent, you're corrupt, you've had relations with several farmyard animals, those kind of things. That's the level of sparkling repartee and debate that we ex- we have now come to expect inside the Houses of Parliament. Barnyard animals, really. <laughs> Well, I I could have said it many other ways, but I'm trying to to not use that word again, uh, which is a synonym for damp. Um, Whatever happened to that story about the uh, uh, the cocaine that they found in the uh, uh, in the the restrooms at uh, Westminster? Whatever happened to that? That was a story for about a day, and then it got squashed. These people are coked off their tits. They most they, of they the certainly time. look like it. Yeah, they they really do. I mean, I've seen people. I, I've I've been down in that world, as in like on the the legal side of things. And I'm telling you, I can tell when somebody is under the influence of a controlled substance. And a lot of these people look like they are under the influence of a controlled substance most of the time. You've only got to look at Johnson's mannerisms. I'm only guessing here, but it, well, the hair says it all. The hair, the 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 erratic speech. I mean, to to that extent, I imagine that um, Sleepy Joe is is on some kind of really heavy opioid. He's on something most of the time. He's definitely He's on, something. on something, isn't he? You know, you mentioned something there about uh, about COVID, and I I thought um, I, I wasn't really going to bring this up today. I was going to bring it up tomorrow. But since you're here and you talked about how these people are are really just you know uh, disconnected from reality, and I could think of no one better because you mentioned lockdowns and the amount of lives that it saved, as in two hundred, not two hundred thousand, not two hundred million, but two hundred. Uh, Neil Ferguson, who works at Imperial College. I saw this story come out of the Daily Mail, so take it for what you will, uh, but it is about Imperial College in London. I don't think that this made your your television news. I'm pretty sure that it didn't, uh, and I'm pretty sure that you haven't heard about this. We barely heard about this in the U.S. This was a story for a couple of hours, and it just got buried. Boston College in America created an even more deadly strain of COVID out in the open. Imperial College in London did exactly the same thing. And they just did it like no controls, no nothing. They just did it in front of everybody. And some of the people that were involved in it were sage advisors. It's, I thought that gain-of-function research was illegal. Yeah, they're under, literally under an doing it. international agreement that yeah. gain-of-function research is illegal. I did hear about it, but I can't remember where from. And like you say, it was a story for 
a few minutes and then it just disappeared. I remember yeah. once hearing about some kind of in- incident. Uh, it was it just came over local radio news. I was working in a factory at the time, uh, having left the armed forces and, and was working as a technician in a factory producing things for the armed forces. And it, it was about some incident at a military research centre here in the UK. And I thought, oh, I'll listen to that later on on the news. It never showed up again. It 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 never came. It never saw the light of day again. That news was just denoticed, and no one got to hear any more about it. It reminded me of we used to have a, a program called Tomorrow's World, which was full of the new future, the new innovations, the new technology. And there was a hairdresser, um, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before. There was a hairdresser who was making his own. Uh, conditioner and hair restorer not to make your hair grow again but to fix split ends and repair long hair and he was mixing these various chemicals and compounds together left some to go off overnight and they turned into this polymer that when was later tested on this show tomorrow's world would actually rebound a military powered laser so it was having this laser fired at it, and this stuff that was supposed to be hair conditioner to fix split ends could withstand a military laser and actually rebound the beam. Where can I buy you some never of heard this? again. You Where never heard about it. I, I, I'll put that on everything. I know. Well, I imagine by now um, his daughters were trying to sell the patent, um, and I think they wanted something ridiculous. It's, it's like that. Doctor Evil moment from the um, you know the what's his name Austin Powers movies it, you know they asked for a million um, when they should have asked for a billion with their little finger next to their lip like that and but you never heard of it again and there's so many incidences of, of this where news breaks for a bit and then it's shut up and shut down so this gain of function research that's been conducted by the UK and the US to make an even more deadly strain of COVID. Thank you very much, you bunch of bastards. The news has disappeared because people, there are more people awake now and there are more people aware of what um, genetic splicing can do and what gain-of-function research is and why it was a bad idea in the first place and why it shouldn't be happening. So they've shut down that news pretty quick. They have. And I, I just like to say that, first of all, that's that's highly illegal what they did. Uh, that's weaponization. And like when I say when I say like weaponization, they gave this an 80 percent kill rate. That's what they did. If you thought if you thought Fauci getting grilled by Senator Rand Paul about a 15 percent lethality, imagine an 80 percent if that got out. Imagine that there were molecular biologists that were at Imperial College that figured out what these people were doing. And they started talking and they said, you people are insane. You're absolutely insane. You know, I was telling Bruce when we first read that story, I was telling Bruce, I said, you know what? I said, if I were and again, this is just me. If I were the PM and I heard about that, I'd be making a phone call to Hereford. That's what I'd be doing. And I would want a briefing in one hour. Well, again, with something like uh, it's either 25 or 250 ex RAF pilots teaching the the People's Liberation Air Force how to fly Western jets, I would have expected our stabby friends from Hereford and um, Limston to have um, rocked up and, and, you know, ended their contract for them. But, of course, that's not going to happen because, again, this government isn't incompetent, it's complicit. So there won't be any of those kind of, um, there won't be any retribution for it. And it's it's probably done with the full cognizance of our government. And and that's the shocking thing. I'm glad you mentioned retribution, because we shouldn't be thinking about retribution, should we? We should be thinking about forgiveness, shouldn't we? You talked about uh, no. the, the politicians. <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> Let me go to reason. I agree with you, by the way. You started with politicians and everything that they did under COVID and, and everything and how they're playing this ridiculous political game and this this charade that they do. And we have our own problems in our own countries. And, and nearest I can tell, pretty much every country is the same, given the fact that the leadership in all these countries have been bought off by the uh, the ilk of Klaus Schwab and, and the rest of his cronies and the people that they work for. So you've got articles that are now popping up everywhere saying, let's declare 
Pandemic amnesty. We need to forgive one another for what we did and said when we were in the dark about COVID. I saw some bearded chap in in some kind of black skull t-shirt talking about this on a short video just before I came on tonight. And I have no idea where they're going with it because no, like him, like the, the bitty fat guy in the skull skull shirt, I have no room in my heart for forgiveness for these evil bastards. There is no there is no forgiveness for this. They attempted genocide and and for all we know, they've actually probably achieved it because we don't know what's going to happen to people over the next few years as as to as to whether or not they they they've achieved that genocide. I agree. I have absolutely no interest whatsoever in in your um, declaration of amnesty. I'm not interested in that. I, I'll tell you what I'm interested in. I'm interested in whether or not you're going to go quietly when we bring you to justice. That's what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in really anything outside of that. So if you want to talk about amnesty, let's talk about trials. Let's talk about justice. Let's talk about actually getting some results. I'm, I'm not talking about this, this um, well, let's all just forgive. No, think about what these evil bastards did. They locked people up. They scared the hell out of people. They monopolized your perception. They coerced you into taking an experimental gene therapy after threatening your life and your livelihood, if you didn't. And look at the untold thousands, if not, if, if it's not in the millions, of people that have succumbed and the people that will succumb as a result of this. And you want to talk about amnesty? We haven't even seen the damage, the full scope, and we probably never will. We haven't even seen the full scope of the damage that these people have inflicted on people. And you want to talk about forgiveness? You people got a lot of nerve. Oh my goodness, you've got a lot of nerve. I'm not interested in that. I'll go a step further. And I was saying this in prep, and I'll say this. I'll go a step further. The political parties, which, let's be honest, they were positioned in this operation to fail. That was the purpose of them. They were set up by the establishments above them to take the fall for this. So the politicians, as stupid as they are and as naive as they are, thinking that they had some kind of seat at this table, thought that they were going to somehow skate by on this. They're not. I'll go a step further. The people that did this, not only are they guilty of the misuse and the abuse of the public trust, I'll go a step further and call them all-out domestic terrorist organizations, because that's what they are. What does a terrorist do? Look it up. Look up the definition of terrorism. Bruce, could you pull that for me, please, real quick? The definition of terrorism. And let's see if they fit that bill based on what they did under COVID. What do we have? So you've got uh, two definitions. You've got international terrorism and you've got domestic, but they both kind of correlate with one another. Okay. Uh, violent criminal acts committed by individuals and or groups who are inspired by or associated with de uh, designated foreign terrorist organizations or nations. That uh, This is the international domestic is violent criminal uh, acts committed by individuals and or groups to further uh, ideological goals stemming from domestic influences such as those of a political, religious, social, racial, or environmental nature. I'm going to go with the domestic definition of terrorism and say that they fit the bill for that. If I am in error or the two of you disagree, please, by all means. I just find it quite fitting that around me outside, now the rain has stopped, fireworks are bursting into the sky because although it's only uh, the fourth um, today, um, tomorrow is the fifth and uh, that's the day, sorry, <laughs> the day after is the fifth and that's the day we celebrate Guy Fawkes night. Guy Fawkes was a dissident Catholic um, who was part of the plot to blow up Parliament and some say that he was the last man to enter the Houses of Parliament with honest intentions. Uh, and I'm beginning to, to go along with that. I'm no fan of the Catholic Church, as I've said before, but there was somebody who, with his um, co-conspirators, snuck into the Houses of Parliament, managed to get the whole place full of, of gunpowder in the vaults underneath the Houses of Parliament, and then got caught and hung, drawn, and quartered, um, and then burnt uh, as a result. Now, can you imagine that? You've got somewhere like the House of Parliament, and even way back then, they had security. They had soldiers guarding it. 
and people apparently managed to get tons of gunpowder into the Houses of Parliament and set fuses and then were all caught and duly executed. I think that was a big setup anyway. I think that was a con. That was just another way of um, pleasing the public by giving them their bogeyman, by giving them their victim. Oh, sorry, not their victim. They're, you know, giving them someone responsible to take the heat off the government. And if you look at what's been happening with our government, with three prime ministers in the last three months, they've got every excuse to say, oh, well, we haven't had time to fix things because we've had this resignation and that sacking and this election internal and so on. And what we're going to see is a single-term government, because I'm pretty sure Labour will win the next election, and then Labour will go through their whole um, routine of leadership changes and, and the rest of it. And all of our country's problems will be put on the back burner as they have been for some time and will not be solved. And they'll have every excuse um, because the whole thing is being played out in public. And that's what they do to us. They play things out for us to see, but it's a con. It's it's theatre, and most people are buying it just the same way that some people believe in that WWE that you would sort of World Wrestling Federation, or is it the World Wildlife Fund? No, it's WWF, sorry. So, you know, some people actually believe that crap is real. Um and unfortunately, it seems that the majority are believing that what our governments are presenting us is real. It's not. I, I would um, personally, this is this is my take on on the uh, whole COVID agenda, especially if you're found to be involved in, let's say, for example, you're a, a Fauci or uh, you're the head of one of the departments that was signing off on any of the funding, the research. Uh, if you're medical staff in the sense of administrative level, um, media, all of them, uh, go for the uppers at, at, at least um, as a start and have a trial. If you're found guilty of, uh, you know, perpetrating this lie, uh, encouraging people to get vaccinated when we're seeing so many deaths involved and everything, um, we then, after you're found guilty, of course, through uh, a trial, fair trial, you're hung publicly. You notice that none of them, and I'm talking like Fauci and Walensky and, and any of these uh, health advisors in the UK, n none of these people, e even your esteemed and, and famed Dr. Hillary Jones, you know, you know, the TV doctor, none of these people have said that these vaccines have killed anybody. None of them have said that. No, they haven't. Um, not publicly anyway. Uh, but in the, in the debate to see if there should be a public inquiry into vaccine safety. It was mentioned and people are being paid out already. They've started to pay out £120,000 per person, whether the vaccine injury resulted in their death or a permanent disability. So if they're paying people, it's hush money. You know, they're, they're keeping it as quiet as possible. And not enough people, people are too busy watching TikTok to actually look past anything else on the internet and get some real information. That's our problem. People are, are, are too busy occupying their minds with crap rather than seeking out the truth. That's the problem we have. That's why we have to be a little bit more aggressive in our interactions with the sheeple and, and try and properly wake people up and as well as be very supportive and encouraging um, of those that are starting to wake up and ask questions and always be ready to, to have an answer or at least a bit of guidance as to where they should look for the information. I had something else really funny to say, but I can't think of it for the moment, but it'll come back to me. I was telling Bruce uh, yesterday or day before I, one of these one of these days, and I said the amount of cognitive dissonance we're dealing with here is unlike anything I have ever seen or read about. I understand that politicians and and demagogues and and all that stuff throughout history they've always gotten one over on the population in one time or another. Nothing on a scale like this I've, that I've seen before. Nothing like this at all. It's to the point now where. Parents are taking their kids into the, the the doctor's office or GP or something. They're getting them their kids jabbed, and then their kids are 
going to sleep and not waking up like the 10 year old kid goes to sleep and, and doesn't wake up. I mean, I, you see these stories every other day now. The parents are just sitting there like, well, we don't know what happened. The, the doctors say that they don't know. And that's just one case or, or a, a number of cases. But then you have other cases like a, a sitting congressman in the state of Illinois, a sitting congressman was boasting about how his 16 year old daughter he was so proud of her because he was boasting on Twitter about how she had her vaccination appointment and she went to get it and they found her dead in her bedroom a few months later. And you know what the response was? We never know how much time we have. Cherish life. Like th this is this is the level of cognitive dissonance. How did we get so far that people's sense of deductive reasoning has been removed? How did we get so far down this road? I guess I shouldn't say we because we don't suffer from this, but how do the people that, that put themselves through this, feeding themselves into the wood chipper, how do they not? I, 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 I well, don't I, I just can't this, work it out in my head is all. I, I know that um, my awakening didn't happen that long ago, really, because for so many years, I had to believe that the government that I was working for was playing a straight bat was genuine was un you know not corrupt and the the various conflicts that my country found itself in were justified but they're not they haven't been they haven't been justified we've been used we're basically lions being led by snakes and and that's what's wrong with the way things have, have, have panned out over the last few decades we've had and we've talked about it before, we've had the dumbing down of our education, the influence of tech, of the internet, of, of the short attention span fueling crap that is available on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, on TikTok, on Instagram. All of these things are, are short attention span. They're basically like a pair of like, like rails. You're banging in between the two, but you're staying on the track that they want you to, to be on. That's the problem. We've allowed ourselves to become this way because we haven't we haven't been smart enough to to notice every little nudge one way or another. And for me, it was TV advertising some years ago. And I noticed how every TV ad had an agenda and that started me thinking and, and then we started this how long ago now three years four years it's been four years yeah four years wow so but we were talking for a long time before that and we had long discussions i don't know how we ever managed to actually do any gaming because that's what we were doing at the time that's what we were doing at the time because yeah. we because we were having long discussions but um at least we were doing that and I wonder what it is about us, and I'm not trying to inflate our own egos. Um, no, please. But what is please. it? <laughs> please what <don't>. is, <laughs> sorry, do you need do you need a bit of ego tickling there? No, no. Um, what is it about us that makes us think the way we do? I can we answer. We come that. from different backgrounds, very different backgrounds, but we we think very much the same. I think the reasoning behind that is because we've both worked in fields professionally that we haven't had the luxury of being able to deny reality. So I, I think I think that's got a lot to do with it. I'm not able to go back to sleep, if you will. I, I just can't. It's not possible for me. Once you see behind that curtain, once you once you get a look behind what the real world is, once you see that, there's no way that you can now go back. And it just like you get deeper and deeper into it. Me personally, with an investigative background, and I started digging into things, running down paper trails and, and got awful leads and all kinds of stuff. You never know where you're going to end up. You know, you start following money. Right. It's one thing to, to you know, to work uh, to work cases and, and to look into specific people. But when you start following money, you don't know where in the hell you're going to end up. I think that's got a lot to, uh, at least from my standpoint, it's got a lot to do with it. Because when I start looking into this the same way, it just leads you everywhere and, and you just can't stop. And it's like one thing and the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. And I think the biggest challenge for me through all of this has been trying to find that separation, if you will, trying to, to maintain focus on accomplishing goals for myself and, and what we do here without taking on 
too much in my own head about the larger scope of things, if you will, if that makes sense. Because when you look at this agenda and you look at everything and, and this multifaceted uh, attack strategies and all the rest of it that these organizations do on people and trying to navigate that, the knee-jerk response for me is, okay, go and take out the head of that organization. But you can't do that. You cannot do that. What you have to do is you have to take out the support structure around it. Well, in order to do that, you have to identify what that support structure is. And then you have to figure out what supports the support structure. What insulates that? When you start looking at organized crime, this isn't any different. Why do you think that organized crime in countries, in authoritarian countries, why do you think that doesn't exist? Because the organized crime is the state. Yeah. People, people look at why organized crime didn't exist in Nazi Germany, because the criminals were running the government. That's why. Why don't the organized crime groups exist in in North Korea? Because the criminals are the government. So, well, it, it's what, the same what concept. The situation here. we have, the situation we have, and, and I want to come back to you in a minute, Bruce, because me and Johnny have, have kind of explained why we don't think the way that the sheeple do. My apologies to the sheeple, but wake the f up. Another beep. It's dynastic. That's the thing. This plan has been going on for a very long time. It's not just a new idea. It's not just something that's come up overnight like a mushroom. It's a dynastic plan. I've said before that royal families, when, it, when a royal family was actually in charge of policy making and decisions within a country, a vision for that realm was passed on from king to prince or princess and so on. So it all followed through. Well, this has all been passed through Rothschild to Rothschild, Rockefeller to Rockefeller. Their support structure, the sort of visible part of it, is Gates, is Schwab, is Fauci, is it's all those. Uh, it's now King Charles as well, um, who's making speeches at the WEF and appears to be. We've seen the photograph. Many people will have seen the photograph of Rothschild poking Prince Charles at the time in the chest. That picture paints 10,000 words as to who really rules the world. And and it's a dynastic process, and, and that's what we're facing. And no, we can't go straight to the top. And that trial that you were talking about, Bruce, does need to happen. But it'll have to be done. That's the picture. Um, there he is. Uh, and and that that trial has to happen, but it, it won't be done through normal law courts, criminal courts, because the governments won't bring the case. What was his name? The uh, the prof professor Werner. That's all gone quiet, hasn't it? With the 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 international case being built up in in. Oh yes, uh, the German legal team. Uh, there's been yeah. some uh, there's been some changes made uh, involving that legal team. There was a was a problem. Uh, that was an interworking problem. It wasn't anything to do with the case that they were working on. But that team is now split into two. So um, mm -hmm. you've got two different, uh, two separate teams working on that now. Two separate legal teams. And you know, whilst I, I, my, my personal dislike and 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 sort of need for vengeance would say that yeah, take them out and hang them. I actually don't know whether that would be a a punishment enough. They need to be. They need to be imprisoned and made to realize every day for a long period of time just what they've done to the planet and just what they've done to people. So, but Bruce, why do you think you don't think the way so many other people do? So I, I think it might have something to do with my religious upbringing and having such a strong um, drive for truth and importance in bread. Uh, and and me and my family really that um, truth is important above all else. Um, it, it, it's no matter where the truth leads, um, that is more important than your emotions or your feelings or you know who it's going to offend or any of those kind of things. Truth is far more important to find and come uh, come to. So for me, I I think it's uh, the the religious upbringing. Do you know what I was gonna? I was gonna suggest that, but I didn't want to stereotype you that that perhaps that was that was why. So I'd rather you know you'd have said it for yourself, which you which you did. I also was brought up 
within the church. You know, I was baptised, I was confirmed, I was a chorister, I went to the Royal School of Church Music. My opinions changed, but that that central core of of what's right and wrong has always been there. I've not always done what's right, and I know when I've done wrong, but I've, I've paid for all, all of those transgressions one way or another. Those poor uh, French police these, officers. I can't believe you did that. That sorry, that wasn't one of my transgressions. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> if they would have just left you but, alone, <laughs> that's all they needed to do. I was just having a little sleep. But we we digress. These people don't feel that they're transgressing. They feel that they're doing it because it's it's what has to happen. They are fatalists, as you said, Johnny, just a couple of nights ago, I believe. Recently. Just lightening things up a little bit, not much, but a little bit. That waste of skin, Harari. He's been posting on Facebook on with videos on Facebook uh, of him talking to a load of kids, and these kids are asking really cute questions like, "What would happen in the zoos? Could the chimpanzees and orangutans further evolve into humans?" And to be fair. He's given the shit sandwich answer, which is always, you know, you, you hide a lie between two pieces of truth, saying that if they had a million years, then, then maybe it could happen, but it wouldn't happen within a hundred years. And it's the hypocrisy of that asshole because he's the one that's saying we need to become, what's the word that, that we're using where we're adding cybernetic or, or you know. Technocrats. Well, no, not not the technocrats. We're oh, talking transhuman. About yeah, transhuman. transhuman. Yeah. He's the one spouting that, and that's happening within a single span evolution, within a single lifetime of a being. People being wired up, having chips subdermally, so that they they're tracked, and and also their thoughts can be picked up. So it's I accidentally got chipped, by the way, when I was holding one of my dogs at the vet it went straight through the scruff of the neck straight into my thumb so as far as i'm aware i've still got a chip in my thumb somewhere but yeah that's him that's harari you've that got a picture him. of him up there now i've got it well, um he's he's talking here um i i can play it if you like he's talking about the need for total surveillance just imagine north korea in 20 years when everybody has to wear a biometric bracelet which constantly monitors your blood pressure, your heart rate, your brain activity, 24 hours a day. You listen to a speech on the radio by the great leader, and they know what you actually feel. You can clap your hands and smile, but if you're angry, they know you'll be in the gulag tomorrow morning. And if we allow the emergence of such total surveillance regimes, don't think that the rich and powerful in places like Davos will be safe. Hmm. He's speaking it up. There he's actually, that speech was actually anti. Uh, you know, it was taking an adverse view of the technology. But later stuff that we've heard him say, uh, he, he's saying, you know, what are we going to do with the useless people? This yeah. is the future, transhuman is the future this is possibly the last race of people are we misrepresenting harari or is he the ass hat that i think he is i think he's the ass hat you think he is uh i think he's well i mean look you don't get to be this guy if uh, you, you don't get to be uh, klaus schwab's advisor that's who he is you yeah. don't get to uh, to be an influential person over the likes of Barack Obama and Bill Gates. That's who he is. If you're uh, an anti-agenda person that, that they need there. So maybe well, he's... You, you, yeah, go on. You used to see the, 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 the old Looney Tunes cartoons where a little devil will pop up on one shoulder and uh, an angel will pop up on the other. So are all of Schwab's advisors devils? Yes. And here's here. Let me let me explain why this uh, that he was saying there was kind of couched as a uh, negative. Mm. No, that was a threat. That was a threat to those in Davos that would go against the agenda. I think he was warning them of uh, if you go against the narrative, we'll know if you're lying to us, we'll know. And I, I think that's what what that really was saying. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I, and I'm glad you said it rather than me. But not not because I'm afraid to say it, but because it's the thought I had in the back of my mind as he was saying it. Why is he talking that way? 
we need each other for validation and confirmation occasionally when we have these conversations. But we, we do have to look at both sides and just in case he's not the utter twat I think he is. We've got about 10 minutes here. Uh, is there another topic you wanted to cover for the last 10 minutes? I'm all talked out. I've had a very busy day. Work is ramped right up. As you would expect in my industry, it's pretty busy at the moment. It is pretty busy at the moment, yes. I suppose I could bring this up the last few minutes. Greta Thunberg is back in the news. I know how much you love her. She's been back in the news recently. She's calling for an overthrow of the entire capitalist system because it's not friendly to the to the climate or, or something of that nature. And she paid a special visit to somebody this week. I don't know if you saw it or not, but this individual, he was honored that he got to meet her this week. Uh, and that was yeah, your own Jeremy Vine. Jeremy Vine, or Vile, as I like to call him. Yeah, Greta Thunberg. Someone asked the question on Twitter under somebody else's tweet about this meeting. In fact, that very same picture. And it's, why should we take any notice of her? Why, you know, she's just a kid. Yes, she is just a kid, but her narrative is being fed to her direct from Davos, whether we like it or not. They are the spider at the center of this evil web that is controlling most aspects of our day-to-day lives. And yes, we we should all do more to uh, protect our environment. We should consume a bit less. We should emit a bit less. But there are extremes that we cannot go to, that they are demanding. But you have to listen to what the enemy is saying, because that helps you understand what their plan is. And it also helps you second guess what their next move might be. That's why we listen to kids like Greta Thunberg, because we're not really listening to a kid. We're listening to the narrative of the globalist elite. Uh, And that poor girl has had her childhood stolen from her. She looks miserable as hell most of the time. She's again, I'm not being sizist here, but she's put on a lot of weight since she when she, when she first hit the news, her face was more symmetrical. Now she's starting to fill out. She's looking less and less classically attractive, not that we should be attracted to a 19-year-old at my age because I'm not, but she's worn out and she's not having the life or the experiences of what a 19-year-old should be having. So, yeah, she she needs to be felt sorry for, really. Do listen to what she's saying, because it gives you a clue as to what their game is. That's about as much as I can say on that matter. I, I really don't have any uh, any interest in what this uh, this this kid says. I mean, if you if you put and I understand your your point that you're trying to make about paying attention to what she says. I, I mean, I don't take any of what she says credible or anything like that. Because if you actually catch some of the segments where they go off script, she can't answer anything. They try. No, to ask exactly. Her and and that's why I'm that's why I'm confident in saying she's being fed a narrative from another source. I've seen bits where she stutters, burbles can't really answer, just repeats what she last said, because she she's lost. If they go off script, she's lost. She's stuck now, isn't she? She's had the, the, the fame and the exposure, and she's now stuck in that cycle. She's just a tool being used. She's not herself. No, you're absolutely right. So we're going to uh, go ahead and kick out of here a couple minutes early, barring anything else. Uh, we will see you back next week. Yes? Oh, absolutely. Of course. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. Do you know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. It's a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you both for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Bye, Bruce. Bye, Johnny. Bye, Johnny.